All right. Seeing as 19 to 20 games have been played, depending on which team you are, we're basically at the midseason stage. We're past Boxing Day. So now seems like a good time to have a big sample size and discuss some of the kind of like midseason awards. Um, I have James and Semper here with me. Welcome, guys, and we'll talk about the best signings so far this season. Uh, James, you can kick us off. Uh, with with the midseason awards, you say, no? Just... Yeah. Um, well, I think it's quite obviously the best player this season has been. That's uh, Mo Salah for me. So I'll, I'll start with that. My best, my player of the season is Mo Salah, without a debate. Yeah. Semper, do you have much argument and disagreement? Uh, no, I think I agree with James, actually, because so uh, I think he has this season 15 goals and nine assists. He's on the pace of actually scoring around 25 goals. I mean, he's the best player in the world right now. If you so I do agree with James, I would also go with Salah. Yeah, I mean, for me too, like, there's, there's a few players like Bernardo Silva that have made like a big impact yep. generally. And they are like amazing footballers as well. But I think when you're basically contributing to a goal every single game, I think Salah did that 16 consecutive games, um, which like tied yeah. the record. Correct. Yeah. So I mean, there's kind I, of. Really I will also. Debate. I want to give a notable shout out to Trent because you do question what more can a right back do to from that position to influence the game more. He's got two goals and eight assists, I believe in like 18 games um which is just, that's just unprecedented numbers from a uh, right back and yeah, as i say what more could he do to compete with Sally? you really are asking for him to contribute almost every game to just to just be in the conversation cuz sala has been that good yeah um for best would you young actually player? agree with uh, ronaldo being uh in the top five or three because he has also been actually scoring a lot of goals but it goes unnoticed because of you know United's form so far but he has been exceptional I, I, I wouldn't the, uh... okay I, I don't, I don't think I'd put him no I don't think so um, put it this way if Smith Rose scored as many goals as him um, mm-hmm. from, from midfield in Arsenal's team Ronaldo takes penalties he's their talisman I think he's been maybe underrated by some. I do agree with you to that extent, but I don't think top five. I don't think I'd put him in my team in the season. Yeah, maybe like top 15, I'd say, because like like his play overall is obviously not to the level that it was once, but he has had a pretty outstanding season. I think he has like 15 goals, but uh, like in general. Um, but yeah, I don't think his overall performance has been like top five in the league. Um, but talking okay. about Smith Rowe, yeah. um, do you guys think he's been the best young player of the season? And I want to define that as um, with the new guidelines they've set in. So basically anyone that was older than 21 by July 1st of this year um, is not eligible. So Smith Rowe would have been eligible. Do you guys think he's the best young player? Yeah, uh, I, I'd, I'd say so. Unless you've got any suggestions. Uh, I do agree. I think player who actually has gone a bit unnoticed in the recent times, and that's Livramento. Actually, uh, if you look yeah. at what he has done for Southampton, right, contributed around the goal and has created, I think, thirteen or fourteen chances. And uh, you know, if you 
take from a Southampton's point of view, and I think they started around 18 games for them out of nine. Uh, quite incredible, and he's like I think 18 or 19 right now. So, uh, for a player who like who's coming, who's playing for the first time in the PL after a long time, I think he has done an excellent job. Uh, yeah, Mitro and Saka as well, because these two players have actually carried Arsenal for quite a bit. Uh, but first. Go for Liverpool for me. Who would you yeah. say, James? If yeah. talking about the player from outside Arsenal, like so from outside Arsenal, so I'm not allowed an Arsenal player. Uh, is is Reese James? He would qualify, right? I have a feeling he's 22. He's By yeah. the time he started, I think he was just under the age. He, yeah, you're right. He turned 22 in December. Um, so yeah, if it wasn't Smith, right, I'd go for Reese James. Yeah, if if Rice was um, qualified, I would definitely pick him. I think he's been absolutely out of this world so far. But um, I I think Liverpool has been great, but Smith Rowe, um, just the level of consistency he's shown so far, and to have eight non penalty goals at the halfway stage of the season is pretty freakish considering he hasn't played that much but actually i think i think lieberman has been the breakout star of the season alongside with um, That's what i was thinking uh broha as well like i think both of them have been fantastic for if we're going for breakout stars as opposed to just like rookie uh i'd have dennis in there as well for people whose first season because yep, with a lot of the team of the team of the season talk i've not seen dennis in a lot of the teams and i've been quite surprised uh, but yeah, I think considering the Watford team he's playing in, the fact he's got the second most goals in the system in the league is very, very impressive. Yeah, actually, um, the next category is player, best a lot signing. Of a lot of people actually miss out as even Ian Meslier, right? So he's playing for Leeds and he's, I think, around 21 itself. And I think he... he because because uh, what happens is Leeds is conceding a lot of goals, right? Uh, but if you look at his performance overall, I think he has been the best player for Leeds over over the last uh, you know eighteen or nineteen games for them. I I but have to disagree. I don't. About... Okay. I think he's been quite. I think he's been quite poor this season, actually, Mesia. Just from my personal uh, view, and I think Raf- Rafinha is the best player by a long way. Okay, so I, do agree. I think Rafinha and Mesia for. Exceptional this season because of you know the performance of the defense uh, which Leeds are having right now. I think they're struggling a bit, but otherwise, if you look at his overall, I think he has been quite good for them. Yeah, I, I yeah, but he he's not been to the level of other twenty-one year olds in my opinion. Like... I thought I actually thought Mesley was better last season. Let me let me quickly yeah. find his think, um, numbers. I think he was much better last season. Like this season, it's not even down to him as much as Leeds just have capitulated because of all the injuries. This, this, for what it's worth, this season, uh, Messier's post shot expected goals minus expected goals conceded. So, how many goals he's conceding more than expected is um, minus two point uh, minus zero point two seven per ninety, uh, which is. Right at the bottom of the league, just ahead of Carl Darla. Oh, yeah, and his save percentage is about about, uh, as well, right? So, I think City has uh conceding seven goals against City has made it a bit uh, you know, the chart has been a bit uh, uh, negative towards him, I would say. 
yeah, yeah, he's he's also it, it, his shot stopping isn't his best ability. It's what he does on the ball that he's very useful at. But I just think, as I say, this season he's not been up to his usual standards. Yeah, okay, I do think he was deal. much better last season. Yep. Um, to go back to Dennis a little bit, I kind of have been thinking for about a month now that he's the best signing of the season so far. Like, if you contextualize it, a relegation-threatened team spent about £2 million, £3 million, I think it is, um, on someone who scored zero goals in 15 Bundesliga appearances. And he now has eight goals and five assists. And correct me if I'm wrong, but he does not take penalties. Uh, no, I think Josh King does. Yeah, so he has he eight non-penalty goals, yep. five assists, uh, and 15 starts as well. So it's 13 goal contributions and 15 starts. Like, I don't think that there's a better signing out there, but I want to hear your guys' opinion. Um. Uh, yeah, go on, I'll go first. I think the best way of like contextualising just how good a signing is is take that player out of the team and where would they be? And with Dennis... If Watford didn't have Dennis, I don't think you can... I think you could quite easily argue that they'd be well in the relegation zone and in quite a lot of trouble right now. Um, yeah, I think below Newcastle. Like, I think they're significantly worse than Newcastle. Well, considering the points he saved them, and they're, they're still only three <laughs> three points clear of uh, relegation, I think. Um, uh, yeah, it's really not good. And the other players I'd include, I'd go for Ramsdale's definitely up there with not just his shot stopping, but the transformative effect he's had on our defence in terms of how vocal he is, how commanding he is in the air. I think Tommy Yasu's made a huge difference. You could really see what we were missing when everyone said Arteta needs his players. Now Arteta's got his players and now look how much we've improved because we've got a player who can play inverted right back as opposed to Cedric and Chambers who really are almost championship defenders. Yeah. Um, And... Who Jamie? No, sorry, Gary Neville said Jose Sarr. I think he's also up there. He's been the second best shot stopping keeper in the league, and I think his all round play is just so much better than Rui Patricio, who's massively overrated. Yeah, I mean Jose Sarr has, I think, the third highest save percentage or something, and Wolves have had a watertight defense, like like really really good defense. So mm-hmm. I think. Um, He's him and Ramsdale are definitely up there. Semper, do you have any other shouts? Oh, uh, I I was actually going with Dennis and Sa as well, but I have nine minutes Cucurella and came from around sixteen or fifteen million. Yeah, no. That's... You know, for a club like yeah. Brighton, like female players has a lot that they actually and uh, when when he plays right when. And he actually matches the, their philosophy, like playing on the Frankfurt, uh, creating a lot of chances from the left wing. So I think he's a perfect signing for Brighton and he has been stars for Potter's side. And I think he's one of the only yeah. players I think Tomiyasu yeah. struggled against uh, when when he played for the for Arsenal, right? And in around 17 games. So I think he has, yeah, I do agree with Sa and Dennis being better than him if you consider uh, you know the amount spent on these two players. I'm just saying that Kukarela is another player I think you just came to my mind right now. Yeah. Um, and just another player I'd shout out is Damari Gray, like 1.6 million, and he yeah. has five goals, 
three assists, something along those lines, and been really like sometimes the only forward at um at Everton because they've been that bad and Calvert Lewin's been injured the whole time. But talking about mm-hmm. Everton, because I do have them as contenders in our next category. I want to talk about underperformers of the season. Um, for me, I think that regardless of the injuries and everything else that they've had, them being 15th after a fairly promising season last year is really unexcusable, in my opinion. What do you guys yep. think? No, I'm, I'm with you on that. Um, and it's interesting because, yeah, at the start of the season, they're actually fourth after something like eight or nine games. And I was watching them play against West Ham, I believe, and they were really bad. And I tweeted, I said, I don't know how ever to the top four. They're like a really poor side. And they after that, they went on something like an eight-game losing streak. Then beat Arsenal. And now they've gone back to their losing ways. Uh, yeah, they're just a bang average side. And I, as I say, as you said, I know they've had injuries, but the way they're playing like a relegation side almost at the moment. And another team I'd like to mention, I think it is harsh on him because they've had a small squad, etc. But Leeds, I think it comes it comes partly down to Bielsa can say, oh, we, we've had all our players out but he's the one who decided he wanted a small squad. And if you're going to choose... The way the way he manages his players, he really asks so much of them, it's no surprise that they get injured. So when he's got a small squad and then they start getting injured, he needs to look at himself and say, well, this is me being stubborn, so I'm only to blame, in my opinion. So yeah, I think yeah. Leeds, Leeds are yeah. five points clear of relegation right now, but they only have two games in hand. So yeah... They could quite easily go down, and Bielsa won't take any of the flack for it, to be honest, because he's absolutely loved by their fan base. Yeah, um, it's a good point also to mention that Everton and Leeds finished both on fifty nine points last season. Um, Arsenal finished on sixty one, and obviously we spent more than both of them combined in the summer. But and Everton did have FFP. Like I want to be fair to them to a slight extent. But the gap is so big now when it was so small last season that there's a lot of people to be looked at, especially at Leeds in the summer. As you said, it, it, it seems like it is Bielsa's choice to have this small squad. Jim, and... Jim. Yeah, just, just, a, just a query. Uh, James, like, you know, a DLC injury was the problem because... He's one of the key components for Everton. So, the injury affected him a lot because it does with Arsenal as well. When when a player like Shaka is out, right, uh, look a bit dis- disorganized. So, uh, I'm wondering in that, that perspective, whether a player like DLC is so crucial to them that uh, injury to him is ruining the season so far. You're saying for Everton, yeah? Yep, yep, for Everton. Calvert-Lewin, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, I yes. do think so. But also, I don't think it should affect them to the extent that it has. They, there are 19 points, 15th in the league. Um, whether it's because of the lack of the lack of backup, whether it, whatever it is, whether it's because the manager can't adapt to having a player that's not DCL's calibre. Because Arteta, when we didn't, when we've not had Jacker, 
I think the fact that you can say, well, we don't have our strongest team is partly a criticism of the manager because certain managers, no matter who the players are in that position, they get the best out of them. But I think if a manager is relying on their first team players and when they get injured, there's a big drop off. I think that's a criticism of the manager too. Um, yeah, I just think there's a lot of things going wrong at Everton at the moment. And uh, yeah, if he doesn't, if Rafa doesn't turn it around quick, then he could be facing the sack, to be honest. Yeah, I, th- I think their issues are mostly in the fact that they've had such a bad transfer policy for years and um, they don't have money right now to fix it because of FFP. But they did bring in uh, Mikolenko from uh, Dynamo Kiev, who is probably not an upgrade on Lucas Digne, but is a 23-year-old. Um, and I think with the sale of Digne, they might also be able to free up some wage funds to be able to sign someone else. Um, and they did find Townsend and Demare Gray in the summer, which are quite like good bargains. They do have a fairly good academy. Like they are still a, like a nice, like a well-sized club. So I do think they'll be okay. But as my, James says, my like, problem with Everton is they just sack. they just seem to lack direction. Um, yeah, hundred percent. All of these signings, well, yes, Townsend is a useful player for the time being. He's he's old, he's past it. They need to say, right, we're not going to get Europe this season. We're not going to try and get into the Conference League. Let's start building the youth. Let's do what Leicester did a few seasons ago. Let's do what Brighton are probably starting <coughs> to do and sign these Arsenal-type players, the under-23 players, and they'll build it up. But they don't have any... They don't. There doesn't seem to be a philosophy running through the club. They've there's a lot of misdirection in the players they're signing and they don't seem to back the manager. They've got a short-term manager. I think they need a project, basically. Yeah, like, at at the point that they're at, and plus young players are generally more affordable, I do think that they kind of have to go into it. They've forced themselves into a corner. Like, they'll probably end up signing Coutinho on loan, if we're honest, but... um that can't be happening. Like they can't go for MTD and um, Coutinho type players anymore. They have to pattern up, which I guess Mikolenko is a step in the right direction because mm-hmm. he is a really promising defender. Mm-hmm. Um, the opposite of underperforming is obviously overperforming. And for me, the only team I can think of is Crystal Palace. Uh, just to explain myself a little bit, I think that the size of the overhaul is like honestly eye-watering like the amount of overturn that the squad had um they didn't spend like necessarily too much money but brought in edward gallagher anderson guehi olise mateta came in in january but finalized and also will hughes and he none of them are older than 26 um, and all of them are able to fill in specific roles in the squad and grow in the future together. It's kind of like a second London team that is undergoing a youth project. And I think that losing mm-hmm. so many experienced players like they did, because they did have the oldest squad in the league, I think, and to s- get better, like, and I don't mean that they've got better necessarily on the points board that much. Like, they are... I think a little bit negative on their points tally at this stage last season, but they're fifth or uh, sorry, sixth in the expected points table. 
They're a plus shot team. They're a plus possession team. And this has happened on the space of five months. Like, I do think this is a massive overperformance by Vieira. What do you guys Yeah, as, as we were saying, about, as I was just saying about Everton, you if you look across at Palace, that's where they should be going. That's what they should be doing. And you look at a team like Everton, you think, how are you going to improve making these signings? But with Palace, you can see that, okay, after a few seasons, Elise is going to come in. All these players are going to grow together and they're just going to keep getting better, basically. Yeah, 100%. And... I do agree with both of you. Uh, for, but for me, I would say West Ham has also overperformed a lot. Uh, you know, no one had given him, them a chance to actually, you know, finish in the top six or top four, but they're like four points below top four right now and performing uh, a lot this season. As well, I think they'll finish around seventh or eighth this season. But I think for, for uh, you know, for the first 19 games, they've overperformed a lot, I would say. Yeah, no, that's a good point. I, I think maybe last season is... Um kind of clouding just how impressive this is by West Ham, like the fact that they're consistent again and they deserve to be where they are. Um, in the expected points table, they are fifth. Um, and that's like reflective of their position. So, I mean, they are really, really impressive generally because they haven't really changed their squad like radically, but their performance level has just gone up. Absolutely crazy levels. So what, what I will go. Been... Yeah, James. Oh, I was just I was just gonna say I don't think people realise just how good Rice is. He's making yep. that West Ham team from a good team into a great team. And yep. if they lose him, I think they'll go back to mid table. Yeah, if you, yes, even sir. if you replace him with someone really good, I think there's kind of no market for a rice replacement like equivalent the upcoming summer i guess uh, either either to chelsea or either to united i think both of them are bound to overspend on but both of he, them... uh, i was going to say rice to west ham is what grealish was to aston villa last season yeah and i think an yes, injury would would make west ham drop off massively yeah, I mean, their back line's been injured and they've struggled, definitely. But it looks like they might bring in Tarkowski in the winter window. So, um, like, instead of waiting to get him for free in the summer, just pay a fee and take him now because they do have Europe. They do have Ogbonna out for the season. Zuma is out for a while. And their defense is generally pretty thin. But, yeah, I'd say, I'd say West Ham is a good shout. And actually, Palace West Ham play each other tomorrow. But I think that um, Palace is, is the one that's really, like, overperforming where they should be technically right now, which I think is, like, 16th area because that's kind of where they have been over the past few seasons. But mm-hmm. they're really performing, like, a top eight side. So really big credit there to Vieira. Um, the final kind of, like, award to give out is probably goal of the season. Um there's quite a few contenders. Like, there's been a, f- a lot of nice goals so far. Um, you guys have any shouts? Goal of this con- season contender. Ooh. I've not had a big... Rodri scored that absolutely thundercracker for Man City. I can't remember who it was against. Uh, it was um, uh, Everton. 
Yeah, that was that was a lovely goal. Um, are you putting me on the spot here, Semper? You got anything? I actually remember uh, Curtis Jones. Uh, the shot was with Brentford. He scored from the left hand side. Curtis Jones, I think. Yeah. Three all, right? Yeah, three all. They drew the match three all, and that that goal actually uh, was scored when uh, Liverpool were, you know, uh, uh, Liverpool against Brentford, and he actually went on to score the third goal for Liverpool. It was in September, mm-hmm. I guess. He won the uh, <clears throat> won the goal of the month or something, I guess. Mm, yeah, I think I think I remember what you're talking about. Uh, I'll, I'll also I'd also like to shout out two goals: Arsenal's versus Southampton. Yeah, that's the one I was thinking. Of. Passed passed completely through the press and they couldn't get near us. And I know this is cheating because it wasn't in the league, but Thiago's against Porto is one of my favorite goals I've ever seen. That was just a work of art. Yeah, it was beautiful. Um, KDB's second versus Leeds, I think, is also a great one. Like literally, yeah, just smashed it. Max the shit out of the ball. He's his shooting technique is unbelievable. Eddie's, uh, goals against even Eddie's goals uh, goals against Sunderland. All three of them were very good, right? But they're not in the league. But I think all three yeah. goals were exceptional for him. Yeah, no, I I'd say um, for me it's either the KDB one, and I think Nor Norgard for Norwich, uh, not Norgard, um, Norman. I think he scored a really nice goal earlier in the season. Yeah, I seem to remember what you're talking about. Yeah, it was a long-range effort against Brentford. Um, But I I think I'll probably just go with KDB. Although, actually, uh, there's a goal that Townsend scored where, like, the dip is absolutely just unbelievable. Um, Surely Salah. Oh, of course, Salah against Man City. Salah against Man City too. Like the 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 dribbling in that goal is pretty crazy. Also, his Watford goal is pretty insane in terms of footwork. So, hmm, I guess there's a few good candidates, but for me, it would just be KDB. Like I kind of just love when someone just smacks the shit out of the ball. Yeah, I know Um, what you mean. And like he he does this consistently, where he just hits it top corner. So I'd give that. To him or Rodri, because they're both absolutely crazy goals. Um, and just quickly, since I have you guys here and you're both Arsenal fans, I want to ask kind of like, what is going right at the moment for you? Because we are objectively having a solid season. We're into the semifinals of the only cup we've played in so far. And we have 35 points after 19 games, which puts us on course for 70-point season which um, would guarantee us top four pretty frequently. Like last season, that would have guaranteed us third place. Two seasons ago, that would have guaranteed us third place again. So it basically guarantees you top four if you get 70 points. Um, So, like, what do you guys think is the reason it's going good for us right now? um, I think... Should I go first? Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. Testing on young players and you know making them play a lot of games has helped us uh, this season because they are actually firing <coughs> for us. The, uh, the form at the Emirates has been really great. So we have lost only one game so far at the Emirates, and that's against Chelsea, right? I think we lost two 0 against them. Uh, so the form has been exceptional this season. So 
we have made uh, emirates of fortress right now uh, we had lost i think eight games last season but this game this year it's only one and i think we'll lose around another couple of games but there has been significant improvement at home right and i would say uh, you know giving youth a lot of chance making them play and investing in youth players and uh, been key for us uh, so far this season what are your thoughts on this um I was going to say, I think a huge reason, and I've always thought this, is consistency. Um, having having a team, the same squad, playing every single game, um, when you've got that, the players just have a much better understanding. In previous seasons, we've been playing a new centre-back per- partnership every game. We didn't know what our strongest defensive partnership was last season. Um, but now we've got Ramsdale, uh, Ben White and Gabriel, who are absolutely solid at the back. We don't need to worry about that. And Partey and Jack in the pivot, again, since they've come back, they've been solid. And the front four, especially since Aubameyang's left, has just been so impressive. Um, when you've got Smith-Rowe, Martinelli, Erdegaard and Saka, who can fill those three positions, it's a very good problem to have. And that competition that we've really increased this year keeps the players who've got strong backups on their toes. So Martinelli's got to play well because otherwise Smith-Rowe comes in. It's a great sub to have. Uh, the same with uh, Tierney. Last in previous seasons, Tierney's backup was Kalasenac and Jaka. This season, it's Tavares who is seamless when he comes in. So yeah, I think having just the the depth of our squad and the quality of our squad is much better than it's ever been. And they've been under Arteta for a long time, and we're starting to see that consistency come through. Yeah, good point. Yeah, yeah. do I agree? Yeah, I agree with most of that. Um... I think the one positive recently has been like since the Everton game, um, the performances have been to the level required. Like, yes, West Ham and Norwich, I mean, sorry, uh, Leeds and Norwich were pretty depleted. So I'm not going to take too much from beating them big away. Like, although it's still great performances, but um, the ones I was really impressed by was uh, West Ham, obviously. Because, yes, they did have some defensive issues, but I thought we thoroughly played well against a really good side. Um, So I think the performances have started catching up recently. Um, We used to have games like even as um, recently as Newcastle 2-0 at home where the first half was just like an eyesore. Like it really was unwatchable football. And then in the second half, we break through and we get our goals. Um. So, yeah, I'm happy that the performances have come through, although I I really would have liked to see the Wolves game. Like, I think it it was, like, a perfect test before Man City in a way because it's, like, another team that's performing well that isn't necessarily depleted, and I just wanted to see us, like, put ourselves to the test and really beat them while we're on a high. Uh, yeah. The one thing I'll hope for is that I do think that no matter what form we're on, if City want to win, they'll win. Um, I think they're just that good to the point where they can start any lineup that they want to and they will win the game. Yeah. Um, I'm, I mean, they're on a 10-game winning streak for no for uh, a good reason. So, Sorry, what dropping, points against, uh, dropping points against, uh, you know, Chelsea said, uh, like, we won't, but we are, uh, with a bigger topic, uh, home and away, and you have to win 
Yeah, no, that, that's definitely true. And, and I mean, as like an Arsenal fan, like City has been, has had our number over the last like six years. We've beat them, I think, one time in the yeah. FA Cup. So really, like I would like to see a win. But what I hope for more so is that we perform with dignity <laughs> because we haven't done that against City in a long time. Like, even when they beat us 1-0 last season, it was, like, the most embarrassing game ever. Like, Raheem Sterling scored a header against Ron Holding two minutes in. And then we had one shot on target, which was Kieran Tierney shooting from 40 yards straight into Ederson's hands. So it, it was really, like, it was just a sad thing to watch. And what I hope is that we don't perform to that level again. Like, create some chances, play with dignity, do your defensive work right. And if, you know, if we lose to Manchester City, I'm not going to think that it's the end of the world. Um, but I also would like to see the bounce back after be really swift. Like, we we can lose to City, but then our next game is Liverpool and the Carabao Cup, which obviously is not easy. But um, I would like to see us win that game. I, I think Klopp always rests players for the Carabao Cup. And I would like... Arteta to go a little bit strong because we don't have any Europe concerns and we don't really have an injury crisis. Um, and then we have Nottingham Forest after, which you can play a lot of youngsters in, and Liverpool again. So even even if we lose to Man City, I would like to see some wins on the board after. And especially mm-hmm. in the league, we have Spurs on the 16th. So that's a must-win game for me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then in terms of transfer targets, just quickly for January specifically, because I think long term we know what we need and kind of who we need. But is there anyone that you would sign in January? Bruno Gimaresh. That is, I've I've got my head so set on him. I've not really considered anyone else. But yeah, within our reach, I think Bruno's the player I want. I think that's the position we need is a player who can play the position Jacques has been playing recently, the uh, kind of advanced left centre midfield. So it's like a, a bit of a lopsided pivot, but um, he's been slightly higher up than Partey. Um, yeah. And Bruno's Bruno's the guy I want for there. Because a, a lot of people have been mentioning names like Awa, but it, I don't think you can play a player like that there. He We just wouldn't be able to sustain pressure. He's not good enough defensively for me to play there. It's asking too much of Partey. Yeah. And, People will cite Man City and say, what about Man City? They play with Gundogan or Bernardo and Bernardo and De Bruyne sometimes. But they also have inverted fullbacks who help. Tierney's not as inverted as Cancelo is, so he can't tuck into midfield as well. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, Bruno's my guy. And apart from that, I, I don't know. I trust I trust Arteta because the recent his recent track record demonstrates that, really. So, yeah, whoever he wants, I'll back. Yeah, I think I think for me the defensive midfield is definitely the priority now. I think that we have reasonable depth in all other areas. Lacazette will cover us up top for the rest of the season. Um, that'll be fine. I'd like to see Balogun go out on loan. Like we cannot waste another six months of his development. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't think he's going to play a significant amount unless we sell Eddie. Then I would say like just play Balogun mm-hmm. in the cups. Like even if it's to our demise a little bit like I think it's worth it long term because he does seem to be the perfect striker for us 
Um, but Bruno Guimaraes, like the reason I like him a lot is because he's in the top 5% in Europe for passes attempted, tackles, progressive passes and progressive carries, which speaks a lot to me in, in terms of like how he's good going both ways. Um, and he's good in possession. Like I, I do think he needs a lot of polishing, but he is only 24 with like a season and a half of European experience. He also has like 3.2 shot creating actions, which I think would rank second or third in the Arsenal squad. So I, I really like him. I think he could be a long-term Shaka replacement. I think he's got the right skill set now... to build on, as you, as you just said. Yeah. He's got exactly. coaching's needed, but we... Arteta is definitely the guy in terms of coaching. Yeah, and, and he also has twenty, almost 23 pressures a game, which bodes well for the role that Shaq has been playing. Um, I guess the one concern is, will he be able to play um, kind of the Partey role, which is what we need right now? But I do think that we can accommodate for that in a way that we can't accommodate for... Lakonga playing that role just by himself like mm-hmm. I think I think Bruno is extremely talented and yeah I, I mean I'm also in a bit stuck because his name is kind of the one that always pops up in your head when you're thinking about these players uh, and I'm not really sure who else there is that is like to that level in that age bracket he's kind of exactly what we're looking for I guess the one concern is that he usually plays with Kakare and Thiago Mendes, who are both better defensively. But again, I think if you just can wait out Partey being out, I think we have a really good long-term um, Xhaka replacement, which we do need, even if you are a big fan of Xhaka, because he's about to turn 30. So, yeah, I mean... If, you, if, you, if, uh, if any of you guys would... for uh, both of them are out of contract in six months. Right? And both of them are good DMs. If you are looking for a profile of like them, uh, we can actually give party. A... Uh, but both of them actually recommend Kamara or Zak. Hmm. Um, to me, I don't think Zakaria or Kamara are good enough at the moment, especially defensively. I don't see them as like massive defensive output like Casemiro type players Mm -hmm. the dream for me has always Mm -hmm. been Chouamini um like I've took notice of him probably like middle of last season when Monaco really started to kick their form and when he started to really pop off um I think he is like a dream that is within our reach to be honest like he he's been linked with Real Madrid and he seems like a pretty perfect Casemiro replacement, but if Arsenal can, and also he's been linked with Chelsea really heavily, but if Arsenal could get him, I think he would be my just absolute dream, but he won't be available in January, I don't think. And I, whereas like Gimarash is more likely to be just because Leon are so broke. But actually, would you go for Kakare? Either one? Uh, I, I haven't watched Kakare as much as I've watched Bruno. Um, which sounds ridiculous because they play for the same team. But no, I've done like some individual scouting on Bruno, watching videos even closely. I think one of the things Bruno has on him is he's more physically imposing. So um, I think he's he's better at winning duels than Kakare. So if we're trying to do the sustaining pressure thing, 
Kakare is more of a tenacious player, but Bruno is more of a high volume passer. And um, I just think more stable in the centre of the park than Kakare. Yeah, I, I do agree with that. But Kakare also makes about like nearly six tackles and interceptions and 26 pressures a game. And he is like two years younger than Bruno. So technically there's more room to grow, you could argue. But I don't, I don't know. I, I think it should be reasonable to get Bruno himself um, because Leon are very cash-strapped and they will need to start selling some of these talents that they have been able to keep hold of. But yeah, I think I think Shomani's the dream, but 